And it's exhausting to try to keep up with what the right thing, quote, quote, is to do. I don't know. There's no manual. No, there's not. I just stick with, man, I don't know. You better talk to your father. I don't know. (laughs) You better talk to your daddy. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to Nacho Kids Podcast, episode 144 with Lori Sims and David Sims. (laughs) One photo. All right, David, in less than two months, you and I will be in Fort Worth, Texas with Laura Petherbridge partying down. Partying down? (laughs) We're going to be partying down. Yeah, we're going to party down. So has any listeners reached out to say they're going to be in the area or they are in the area? Anything? Actually, a lady I interviewed the other day is only an hour away from there. So she said she would come. Oh, cool. Yeah. So exciting. I know. I'm looking forward to somebody buying me a drink. So yeah. Can't wait to wear my cowboy boots. (laughs) I don't have any. I think I might have to buy me a hat. You know, we went to the mountains not long ago. I put a cowboy hat on just to see what you would say. (laughs) You look kind of sexy there, David. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. I can't. It's hard for me to pull off hats, period. Like my, what is it? You said my head's small. (laughs) Yeah, you remind me of that guy on the Beetlejuice movie that's sitting in that waiting room or whatever, and he's got the shrunken head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, having my hair really, really short doesn't help any. That's true. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm really picky about hats because I think... I think it looks funny when people have those hats that are sticking way up off the top of their head. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I see people wear them, but I'm like, it looks ridiculous. I, I don't like it. So, so me wearing a cowboy hat is like, mm, I don't know. Now, if it's something that's more along the lines of like a Raiders crocodile, of the Lost Ark, yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Something like that. Yeah, I can pull that off a little easier. Um, but the cowboy hat, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I tried it on, and uh, you know, that look on your face almost made me buy it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Until I started talking about me being the next naked cowboy. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, we got to go. <laughs> Even the guy that worked there was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I need to see if he's still alive and still naked in, in New York. <laughs> I have seen him in person. That's because you went to New York. That's right. Everybody that's been in New York seen him more than likely. <laughs> David, let's talk about this guest. Oh, okay. wait, 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 wait. The winner of the Linda Dunham Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship this week is... Dun, 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 dun. Courtney M. Woo! Courtney M. <laughs> well, see, wait a minute. We had a Courtney D. Now we got a Courtney M. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. All hey? right. I guess if you're a Courtney, now it's time to be applying. <laughs> yeah. Our guest today is a stepmom in Pennsylvania. She's been blending four and a half years, has a stepson that's 16 full time, and a bio daughter 12, basically 85% of the time. Did you tell her our story about Pennsylvania? No. <laughs> We will share that at a later time. <laughs> Dang it, David. Now you're going to make me say it because people can go, what story about Pennsylvania? You don't have to tell them. Okay. If you want to know, you have to show up in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying that in front of Laura Petherbridge. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll pull you aside and tell you the story. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's your bonus or a consolation prize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is funny, y'all. We might tell you one day. <laughs> The hardest part of her blending was non-enforcement of household expectations of stepson 16 with the promise of DH picking up the slack. Mm, Yeah, see that quite a bit. Best advice, allow a spouse to parent 
his or her own child, no matter how much you disagree. Amen, <laughs> sister. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now, one thing that stepmom in Pennsylvania and I talked about, she taught me something, and I loved it, and I'm going to use it. Okay. She talks about dealing with what is in your hula hoop. Okay. Is that like a circle of influence? I don't know. I just like the hula hoop analogy. Okay. <laughs> so, David, you are in my hula hoop. Mm-hmm. Jackson is in my hula hoop. Okay. Am I, which way am I rotating? To the left. To the left. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you own in a box to the left. Um, but if you think about it, it does give you a visual of dealing with things that are within your circle of influence. Circle of influence. <laughs> are your kids in my hula hoop? Yeah, a little tiny, tiny bit. When I <laughs> when I when I go to the right, there they are for just a half a second. I think for some of my kids, you and you have as much influence on them probably as their mom, and then others you don't. Back at you, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think you have a lot more influence on them than you than you think you do. I hope I have some influence on Ethan. Ethan Sims, <laughs> if you listen to this, you better listen to me. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, son. And yes, <laughs> I called him son. I can do that now. <laughs> He's probably laughing if he is listening. Oh yeah, I'm sure he is. He'd be like, oh, Lori, and do his little <laughs> hand like that. Shoe fly, don't bother me. <laughs> we also talk about online dating precautions. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, that's worth the listen right there. I told her that when I met you, <laughs> that I told my dad that I was going to meet you and what I knew about you and all this stuff, and that I met you at my friend's house and, you know, trying to be safe. Yeah, it was... It was interesting. Yeah. Because I thought, I mean, I'm going out with you. Well, it wasn't even a date. It was like, hey, you just want to meet. Uh, we were just going to go ride on a motorcycle. So, But it wasn't really a date. But I told you and, I wasn't going to ride on the motorcycle because, you know, I didn't yeah, want you to yeah, take right. me off in the woods and kill me. That's right. And um, and I don't know, how old were you at the time? Like 30? Let's not talk about all that. That's There's no need to go down that but road. It was, but it was like I was asking a 16-year-old. She's like, I got to tell my daddy where I'm going and who I'm with. I'm like, what? <laughs> hey, I was just being safe, man. And then, she, and then she asked me the best question anybody's ever asked me, which is, you aren't going to take me off somewhere and kill me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> Them other girls weren't very smart, David. And, you know, the thing is, <laughs> she trusted my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, the fact you told me you used to be a cop had some influence on that. But then, of course, I've watched so many TV shows and stuff. I think cops are just as dangerous as everybody else when it comes to throwing people in the woods. Well, I really think that that's probably why you wanted to... You decided to go riding on the motorcycle because you figured as long as I got both hands on the handlebars, they wouldn't be on you. <laughs> no, actually, it was because my friend's daughter and boyfriend were staring at us like we were on some kind of TV show. Yeah, they were doing that. Yeah, it was awkward. Yeah, it was. I was like, we pulled up. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just have to endure this to uh, be here to stay with this sexy lady here. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> so, David... Stepmom and PA and I also talk about the idea that I had about us having somewhere that people can text their vents to. 
Oh, well, what did you come up with? We're going to do it, David. Okay. I just, if I have to go get a cricket <laughs> or some kind of disposable phone or whatever at Walmart, we've got to do this. Women need this. Why don't you ask? Okay, let's ask the audience right now. Audience. Li- listeners. Okay. So email us. What is it? Contact us at nachokids.com. Uh-huh. Email us. Let us know if this is a good idea. Would you like to have a service whereby you can text your venting, your rants, you text them to a number. Nobody's going to respond to you. It's just a matter of getting it off your chest mm-hmm. and saying what you got to say, throwing it out into the ether, and you don't have to worry about any repercussions. It's kind of like writing it down and burning it. Yeah. But now you will know somebody read it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You sent it, we'll read it, but you're not going to get a response. So somebody heard you. Well, I wonder though, does it need to be... How important is it that it is a text versus a platform? And the reason I say that is because there are platforms that will delete the text automatically after it's been read or a certain period of time. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I got to go in and delete that text message I sent to Nacho Kids so my ex doesn't read it. Well, you and I can talk about that. The problem is a lot of those venting posts end up in the Facebook group Mm -hmm. and people get attacked. Mm -hmm. and. You can take a 15-sentence post, somebody take one little tidbit, and that's what they focus on. Oh, yeah. And the people don't want advice. They just want to vent. Yep. So we just want to give you a place to vent. Right. So, David, you and I will have to talk about that. this, and I'm serious, like soon, because mm-hmm. one of the things that the stepmom and I talked about was that you need to remember to delete the text after you send it. Well, we could you know, we're talking as we're thinking through this, but it's certainly something we can do within the Nacho Kids Club. That's that's an easy one. Create a space that people can vent and nobody can read. All right. Well, we can talk about that. Okay. But we also need to talk about other options. But anyway. But anyway. All right. So, Mr. Miss Listener, <laughs> let us know. Honestly, let us know what you think would be good options and all that. So, um, because if we're going to put the time and energy and probably the money into it, we want it to be beneficial. Yeah, it won't be free for us. So, and we want to help you. So yep. donate too. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, let's get to listening to the hula hoop lady. <laughs> All right, here we go. But first, here's a word about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle step-family challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step-parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have Stepmom in Pennsylvania. Hey, Stepmom in Pennsylvania, how are you? Hello, good, thanks. How about yourself? Doing well. Good. So tell us a little bit about your blend. How long you've been blending? How many stepkids, bio kids, all that happy stuff? Sure. We have been blending now. It'll be five years in October. So I'm pushing, what, about four and a half years now-ish, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. I have one bio daughter, she's 12. And I have one stepson, he is 16. My stepson lives with us full-time minimal contact with bio mom. And my daughter is with us probably 80%, 85% of the time with uh, minimal contact, but does still see her biological dad about once a week. Okay. So since y'all been together, has your significant other always had 
stepson full-time? No, this is new. This started, let's see, probably June of this year. Oh, I'm sorry, last summer then. So that would be, we're going on about seven months now of full-time before it was 50-50. And now we're, we're on uh, 100%. <laughs> wow. So yeah, what, that's, what happened? That's been a huge adjustment. As far as I'm aware, and I can't speak for him, they, the bio mom and stepson just couldn't get along. Um, I didn't get into it too much because not really any of my business per se, mm -hmm. but I know they, they just plain old can't get along and come to find out later on. Um, there were other things going on over there, like chores were expected to be done and things of that nature, but. Oh my I, gosh. Oh, heaven forbid. Right. Oh, light the fire. Oh Lord. No, I have, I don't know specifics. I just know that he can get along and uh, he decided he wanted to live here full time. And my husband agreed and I said, okay, no problem. You know, you got to do what's best for your kid. Mm -hmm. But I did not anticipate the existing situations, which were minimal. I say I'm a lot, which were minimal at first because it was only 50% of the time. But now it seems enormous because it's 100%. Right. So those little things are now big things. You bet. Every day. So what are some of those things? Uh, well, there's a lot of animosity in the house with regard to sharing responsibilities, laundry, picking up after yourself, making your bed, you know, just very minimum, basic little tiny things we expect of our kids, you know, make your bed in the morning, pick up after yourself, wipe down the bathroom sink and you're done. That's literally all we, we ask of them. We had a chore chart and it went by the wayside because it wasn't being enforced on both ends. Mm -hmm. And my daughter noticed. And I said, you know what? You're right. Forget it. You, you know what you need to be doing. So you take care of you and worry about yourself and don't worry about what other people are doing. And we're just going to go ahead and do us because it's not working and it's not fair. And I agree with her. Right. And it's not fair, but does she understand? I know she's only 12, but does right. she, she understand you can't make? Yes. She, luckily she's old enough to understand that I can't make anyone do anything. Right. Including her, you know, yeah. I mean, I can put my foot down all day long, but if she's not going to do it, then she's not going to do it. There'll be a consequence from me. But, you know, I told her, you know, we're only control of ourselves. That's it. You know, I, I use the, the description and I use it with my therapy kids too. you know, stay in your hula hoop. Everything that's inside your hula hoop is the only thing you can control. You can't control anybody else. You right. can only control how you react to everybody else. That's the only thing you're allowed to control is yourself. The it, only thing you can expect to control is yourself. Exactly. And that's one of the things, you know, that we teach with the Nacho Kids Academy in the process is letting go of the things you can't control. Right. But controlling how you let those things affect you. Right. And that's the tricky part. I really, I mean, I'm a therapist by profession. So that's even, and I've seen people write in the group before in the Facebook page. It's interesting to me that put therapist posts in here and they don't know what's going on either. Do they know what they're doing? <laughs> we know it's easy to give other people advice all day long, mm -hmm. literally all day long. But when it comes to your own house, it's, it's different. It's personal. It's, it's reflective of who you are as a person. It's it's tricky to not have the same control in your own home that you have in your office, that you have with the clients, that you have with a professional relationship. It's a completely different thing. Right. Completely different. Yeah. And you can tell somebody all day long what you know they should do. 100%. Which is what you know you should do. You bet. Yep. But it's just not that easy. 
it's it's really so much easier to give advice than to take it. And I feel like I give the, the advice that I should be giving myself <laughs> literally every single day. So do you feel so like I a try, hypocrite? <laughs> I do on some levels. I feel like a huge fraud. I really do. But, you know, you got to want more for yourself. So I have to want to make those changes. I have to want to make those decisions because like I said, that hula hoop's only so wide. I'm only in control of what's inside that hula hoop. That's it. Right. And do you want to end your marriage because your stepson doesn't make his bed and your husband doesn't make him? No, not at all. Right. It drives me bananas, but really, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just close the door because you know what? You want to live like that? That's fine. He wants to let him do what he's going to let him do. He's going to let him do what he's going to do regardless if I'm irritated or not. Right. So I try really, really hard to let that roll off my back. It's difficult, but it's, it's doable if you want to do it. You know, well, some days easier. Yeah. And here's the thing though. You're the one that has the issue with it. Absolutely. It's my rule. Right. And right. so you have to figure out how to deal with that when it doesn't happen. And if it right. drives you slap back crazy, <laughs> then go make the bed yourself. Right. If it's going to bother you to that level, either don't look at it and close the door or go take care of it yourself. Because I look at it like it's my rule. So I'm getting irritated and carrying around animosity for something that's not even my husband's rule for his own kid. So right. that's not fair. That's not fair. I still get irritated. Oh, yeah. But, and it's okay you know, to get irritated. You know that. And I do all day, every single day. I'm like, man, this is crazy. You have such little things to do. But you know what? Oh, well, mm-hmm. that's how you're going to do you. That's how you're going to do you. That's fine. Okay, that's it. So I'm going to say 80% of the time I'm successful with staying in my lane, so to speak. Well, what about the other 20%? What happens? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a knockdown drag out. It's just an unnecessary circumstance that mm-hmm. I bring upon myself by carrying by wanting, I feel like I want more for his kid than he wants for his kid. And I can't do that. That's not fair. He has to want for his kid. I can't want him to be a responsible adult more than his dad does. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to cut it. That's, and But it doesn't mean I don't. You know? right. like he's even asked me, why are you so hard on him? I said, man, listen, I love that kid. He's a good kid. I know he's capable of more and you don't hold him to the level I would hold him to, but that doesn't mean you're doing wrong or I'm right. That means you're doing you and I'm doing me. We just disagree. Yeah. And it it does cause problems. It really does because it's, well, what you, I want you to tell me. I'm like, no, it's not going to bring anything good into this room. If I tell you what I think, it doesn't matter what I think. Right. Irrelevant. You're right. And even though he may agree with you, that guilty parent syndrome just nullifies all that. Absolutely correct. Every single day, Disneyland dad, all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, we always say you can't care more than the bio parent. You can, but it's going to be the demise of your relationship and your sanity. Absolutely. It's going to drive you insane. Mm-hmm. It's going to drive you to therapy. It's why I have a job because people will throw themselves on the sword over situations like messes in the bedrooms and not cleaning up after themselves. Now I've seen some kids rooms that I'm like, man, this is wild. You guys got to clean this mess up, mm-hmm. but it's not like that here. So I feel like on that level, I am grateful. Yeah. It could be much worse, you know, situations, but they could be better, mm-hmm. but it's my rule. And I'm, I'm standing here trying to convince myself of this too. I can't be carrying around irritation for things that dad didn't decide were important enough to enforce. Right. 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 But I still do. I still do. I still do it. I'm still 100% guilty. I should know better. 
and I do know better, but I do it anyway. I just do it in my head or I do it anonymously in the group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because here's the thing. professionals need to vent. Yes. Sometimes you know? just venting is all we need. Oh my gosh. It helps so much. I sent a friend of mine a text the other day and I said, blah, 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 blah. And I said, don't need a response. I feel better now. Thank you. Yep. That's it. I need some word vomit. Okay. I'm done. Thank you. Bye. We had joked on one of our Q&A calls in the academy, and I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to get David to do it because I don't know how to do all that techie stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm going to get him to set up a text number where people can just text to vent, not to oh. get a reply. Oh, that's genius. Just to that's vent. That's genius. That's a good idea. They get it out. They know yep. somebody heard it. Boom. Somebody read this, mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about the consequences of what I said. Yep. And don't expect yeah. a reply because you're not going to get it. It's just a vent. Right, right. It's just a, someone read this and you can let it go now. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kind of like throwing something in the garbage. It's yeah. in the trash. It's gone. I feel better now. I threw it away. Yeah. Or writing it down and burning it, whatever. Right. Same idea. Exactly. Get it out and move on. Yeah. We might want to remind people to delete the text after they send it though. I was just thinking the same thing. That <laughs> might turn out kind of messy. Yeah. Let me, let me make a note of that. <laughs> Nosy spouse, kids. I mean, because sometimes kids are on your phone, you know, and not to be doing anything inappropriate. Just, oh, can I see something real quick, mom? I need to Google, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. Oh, what's this? Yeah. Or I need to order something off your Amazon account. Oh, all the time. All the time. No, you cannot. But can I please just look it up? Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And the next thing you know, Mm -hmm. you're like, why are you scrolling through my pictures? Why are you in my business? Get Mm -hmm. out of my business. Yep. Who's so-and-so? Excuse me. Get out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, and people say, well, how do you not care? And it's not that you don't care because you do. Right. It's that you realize that is absolutely a waste of energy. Mm, Oh, it is. It's exhausting. And then you can spiral to the, oh, oh, the stepkid can't even make his own bed or wipe his spit up out of the sink after he brushes his teeth. He's never going to get a job and he's going to live here forever. He's going to be a slob, never be successful, mm-hmm. which is not likely. I mean, it can and does happen. Right. But I don't see, you know, mm-hmm. that being a long situational issue here. But I do consider it because, you know, sure, it could happen. Yeah. But it could also be that the stepson graduates high school with all A's, goes to college. You bet. Gets Works a- for NASA. Yeah. Something. And then all of right? a sudden has to move back home. <laughs> right. Right. I've been there. I've had a professional job many, many moons ago and lost my job and had to move back home. It was defeating. Yeah. It's hard. It, was defeating. it is hard and it does happen, mm-hmm. you know, but I promise he's still going to have that toothpaste in the sink regardless. Yes. And yes. you know what? Then it'll be his sink and I won't have to think about it. True. <laughs> Unless you end up living with him at some point. Oh God. <laughs> Ooh, say a prayer because, oh God, no. Hey, stranger things have happened. Messy boys, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, gosh, yes. But here's the thing. You've only been doing this less than a year, right? Full-time? Full-time, less than a year. I'm 50%, almost five. So a lot of those feelings that you have, Mm -hmm. they will get less and less and less annoying to you. I think so, too. I do. Because those full-time is a brand new situation to adjust to. And how did your daughter adjust with that? She was fine. She's very like, okay, whatever. Just kind of roll with the flow. And she's got her own stuff. She's not 
You know, I'm not one of those, my kid could never. Yes, she could. I promise. <laughs> I know her and I keep it real. And, and okay, you're not lying to me for fun. I promise that was going on. But she's just like, yeah, all right, that's cool. Whatever. So, with the with so you're very down to earth with your kid could be that kid. You bet. That's good. Because yeah. a lot of us aren't there. It's tricky. It's hard to get there. But really, just stand back and go, mm-hmm. why would somebody make that up? I doubt it. Maybe, but I really doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I live with it. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet there's some of your past when you were that age that oh. you just keep remembering. Oh, always, always. So I try to just approach with grace, but still be firm, you know, mm-hmm. be your mom first, be your friend second. And she knows I have to be, that's my job. Oh, you're irritating me. That's unfortunate. That's my job. I need to know what you're doing. Yeah. You'll appreciate this one day. Promise. Exactly. So I got to make sure everything's okay. Make sure you're safe. Make sure you're doing what you need to be doing. Yes. And I'm irritated. Well, I appreciate the communication, but that's, you're gonna have to be irritated. So let me know when you're done and we'll finish talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate your feelings, but they're yeah, irrelevant exactly. right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. We'll discuss those after we get over the attitude. Mm-hmm. So how far away does Bio Mom live? About less than 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Real close. Yeah, she's she was high conflict for quite a while. And then she kind of just simmered back because I didn't respond to her. I was not showing her before I even knew about Nacho. I was like, nope, uh-uh, not getting in the app. No. Good. No, thank you, ma'am. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with that nonsense. Like, you are not my baggage. No, girl, she is not my ex-wife. I don't play around with that nonsense. Now, unless one of these kids were, you know, something was really a situation where somebody was in an unsafe environment or something, then I'd get involved. But, oh God, no, I don't get involved in none of that mess. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. So does your daughter and stepson, do they get along or they just kind of live their own lives separately? They get along and they live their own lives separately. She's very social. I mean, he's very quiet. So they're very, very different, but they do get along. There's never been any problems there. Thank goodness. That's, that's been, we're blessed with that. No doubt. Yeah, they're both, you know, only pushed into a blend. So they're used to being on their own quite a bit and having their own time to themselves, which they still both maintain. And mm-hmm. they, they do get along fine. There's never really been a huge problem there that I'm aware of anyway. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up because way too often we forget that these kids that were only children, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they are still, but they're not. Right. Right. Exactly. I share the attention and it's, it's weird. It's certainly weird. Right. Or they can go from being the youngest to not being the baby anymore. Right. That too. Or the oldest to yeah. not being the most only attention anymore. Right. Yeah. We get a lot of that over here too. It's, well, he's the oldest. This should be able to happen. Well, wait a minute. They're not that far apart. And why would privilege be given to this over that and that over this due to age? And, uh, and if I disagree, oh Lord. Uh huh. It just turns into a a backfire. So I just tell them I won't argue with anybody about anything. I just leave her alone. Well, and you have to admit, and we know this is true, and I'm not just saying this because I'm female, but there mm-hmm. are different sets of rules for teenage boys and teenage girls. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. There are. There's different expectations of manners. Uh huh. Of you know old school stuff. You know politeness, kindness, burping, farting, all that stuff. It's, it's, well, he, they're just being boys or, well, that's not appropriate for a girl. Well, guess what? It's not 1955, you know? 
I know. So, I'm I'm laughing because that is so true. It, it drives me crazy on a lot of levels. It's not, and it's not just like that here. I mean, I'm sure it's like that everywhere. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've seen different parenting groups and read different things about people allowing like little girlfriend boyfriend situations to occur in their household with the doors closed. Well, I'm like, if that was your daughter. You would never let that door be closed, but that's your son. So you let the door be closed. Exactly. That's some hypocritical parenting. I told my son yep. and his little girlfriend, they were over here one night and I said, you got to keep the door open. Mm-hmm. And I fully am on board with the door being open and the house. You're just asking for trouble. Their hormones are bigger than their brains right now at 16. You're, you're asking for nonsense. Honey, I so, know some 50-year-olds, the hormones are bigger than the brains. Right? You're like, man, you can't control yourself. You don't need a door at all. Yeah. But he, he had a little girlfriend over here for a bit. and She's no longer around, but they'd be in there with the door closed for four or five hours. Not my kid, not my rules. You know? Uh-huh. I'm like, man, this is a bad idea. And I talked to my daughter about it and said, this is not going down here. Yeah. Just so you know. She's like, I'm only 12. I'm like, I don't care if you're 46, unless you're married to somebody in our house. You're not going to be in there with the door closed. It's not happening. Right. You're 12. You don't need privacy. Not even at 16 should the door be closed. I agree. 100%. He was asking for nonsense. And then, you know, my husband is a a father figure to my daughter because her dad doesn't really parent her well. He kind of comes around and does the cool uncle thing, you know, Uh takes her to the store and buys stuff and takes her to dinner and then brings her back. But she's going to look to him for guidance with regard to this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And say, well, you had him in there with door closed. What's up? You know? Yeah. And he's going to look like a hypocrite because mom, I'm saying absolutely not. That's not flying over here. You're in college. And so, oh, you know what? You're grown. You got a bill. That's a different story. Not here. You're not. No girl. No. Yes. And I have heard the crap of, well, a boy can't get pregnant. That's the stupidest crap I've ever heard. Lord, but the girl he's with sure can. I promise it's going to become your problem. Right. And it can. And I don't want to say ruin their life because I know many people have gotten pregnant as teenagers. That can drastically change your future. Yes. Yes. Forever. Forever. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I know people too who had babies very young and it did not destroy their lives by any means, but it drastically changed their future. Right. Several of my friends are now grandparents. Same here. It's weird. And they feel like that they're finally able to live their teenage years because they had kids so young. Yes. They had babies at 15, 16, 17 years old. Some of them, exactly. Some of my kids, my friends' kids are in college. Some of my friends' kids have babies of their own. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, and then she's, they're finally doing them because they had babies, you know, in high school. Yes. Exactly. And then you yeah. hear stepmom say, oh, no, little Johnny's not going to have sex in my house because if he gets that girl pregnant, it's not going to be living here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Until it happens, a little Johnny has Johnny Jr. And then it's going to be different. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's easy to put in those finales, those nevers, those commentaries of never and always. And uh-uh, because that stuff never works out like that. It just never. And I just did it. It just doesn't happen. I know. There's nothing you know what I mean? There's nothing. Absolutely. There's nothing that will ever be that finalization that you know, oh, that would never happen here. I promise it probably already has. Yes. And if you say never, it will happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like Murphy's Law or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's natural. I mean, they're doing what, you know, 
their hormones are hollering at them to do this and do that. And, you know, go over here and do this part that, you know, and I'm not saying it's an unnatural situation at all, but why would you facilitate that at 15, 16 years old by letting the door be closed? You're asking for trouble. Yeah. Don't put yourself in that situation. Right. And don't put that kid in a situation where that kid makes a decision, be it, you know, a baby involved or not, that they regret later. Yes. Dang, if that door wouldn't have been closed, I wouldn't have been doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me so wrong. I, I know some girls that did it with a door. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt. Me too. Me too, which blows my mind. What? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It's funny because even though the door is open here, I'll send the dog in. Oh, that's so smart. I'm like, go check on them. Go make sure everything. Hand check. Hand check. Where's everybody's hands? Uh-huh. Let me see your hands. <laughs> or if they get quiet, I'll say, what's going on? Sending the dog. That's funny. Good idea. Now, you don't do that with your stepkids, though, right? Just your bio. Oh, no. No. Just my bio son. So what would happen if you, I don't know how old your kids are now. I remember reading previous things. But if you had some one of the bios and then one of the steps in the house and the steps, had, would they close the door? No. Their dad would not allow the door to be closed. Well, you are lucky you guys agreed on that. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I used to work with a lady and she told me one day, never do something once you're not willing to do the rest of your life. Oh, that's smart. And I tell my son Dang. that all the that's time. Good. I know if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's actually really good. <laughs> I know that's really good. <laughs> no doubt. I say it a lot. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense though, too. It really does. Yeah. I mean, huh. with every aspect. Think about it. Something as simple as loaning a friend money. Right. If you right. do it once, then guess what? That friend's going to keep coming back. You bet. Why would they not? Yeah. Cutting your husband's toenails. You may do it out of love and, oh, let me help him cut his nasty toes. And then suddenly it's your job. Yep. Six yeah. years later, you're down there with the toe fungus. Oh, girl, that would never. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I saw the wine at the feet. Oh, no, no. Lord, no. <laughs> Too much for me. But yes, you are so right. It's just, you know. I stopped doing, I finally told my husband, so I was in grad school full-time, working full-time, well, part on, part off of COVID and all that garbage. And my daughter has ADHD and high anxiety, so I was taking care of her and teaching fifth grade from home. So I was stretching myself crazy thin, burning the candle both ends. So I told my husband last year when this was all, oh, year before, year before, I'm like, listen, I can't keep up with all this, this housework by myself. Yeah. Gotta help me out here, man. Something's got to give. I'm burning out. So I, I literally stopped and I told him, I'm going to take care of my daughter and my laundry and you need to take care of your son and your laundry because I can't keep up. This is too much. Mm-hmm. And it's, it stayed like that. And he was resentful for a while, but I'm like, man, if I would have never started doing your laundry, you would still be doing your laundry. So why is this a problem? I'm not the laundry fairy. Amen, sister. I mean, get the hell out of here. Oh, sorry. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> Whoop. You know what I mean? Like, what do I look like? How, why aren't you doing mine? Like, this is the same. We're supposed to be equals in this situation. Yeah. Why are you resentful? I'm not washing your dirty drawers because you're not washing right. mine. Right. Thank you. Exactly that. And then I felt, realized I was like, well, you know what? I'm carrying around resentment for something nobody asked me to do. Right. So this is on me. So finally I said, this is my boundary. I need some help. This is what I'm going to do because I need you to help me out with your stuff so I can help me out with my stuff. So basically you do you, I'm doing me in this regard. Yeah. Because I was really resentful and I'm like, this is kind of dumb. I'm carrying resentment for something no one asked me to do, but, but I'm doing it and I'm mad about it. 
Right. And we do those things and then it creates expectations, which completely nullifies appreciation. All day long, every single day. And the cooking started over here. Well, that's Uh, five years. Same thing. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I'll cook enough for everybody, but I'll cater to no one. This is not Applebee's. Mm -hmm. Well, so-and-so, oh no, oh no. Well, so-and-so is going to be hungry unless you cook for him or he cooks for himself. Because the the eye rolling and the snarky commentary, it really upset me. It really hurt my feelings. I'm like, well, wait a second. I had to really reassess that and say, I'm literally getting upset over something no one asked me to do. Right. And I'm still doing it and I'm still expecting something different. Yes. So I'm just going to stop. And it wasn't in a nasty way. It was just, this is what I'm making. Let me know who's eating. Yes. And that was it. And that was it. And I walk away. So I can't even tell you the last time my stepson came and ate dinner at the dinner table. It's been probably six months. Wow. And I don't, I don't bother with it anymore. It's just not a point of contention for me anymore at all. Yeah. I don't wash David's clothes. I don't. Same and, idea. Well, well, yes. You know, when the really? kids were here, things were just so crazy. Yeah. It's nuts every day. And he did his clothes. Um, he did his kids' clothes. Yep. And See? so, exactly. I, yep, he would just do his. And then with the cooking thing, I got tired of hearing the complaints. Same. Or you would cook and they would come back from Mama's and say, oh, well, we ate at Mama's. Well, mm-hmm. if I would have known that, I would have ate a peanut butter sandwich because that's what I'm fine with. Right. <laughs> yeah, if someone could have told me, that'd be great. Look, there's nothing wrong with eating cereal for supper. Not at all. Not at all. It, nobody's Martha Stewart every day. And I tell it to some of my clients' parents, you don't have to be Martha every day. Listen, these kids will not die and they will not starve themselves. If they're hungry, they will eat. Yeah. You can give them golden grams and an apple and that can be dinner. That's fine. You gave it to them for breakfast. What's the difference? That's true. They ate that sm- this morning and they're fine, right? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You don't have to have a four course meal every night of the week. That's all homemade biscuits. That's, come on now. Nobody has time for that. No. <laughs> that's crazy. I, really- I wish I did. That'd be fun. I would enjoy it. Like, woo, I could cook every day. But then, you know, I get resentful of that. So I need to just mind my wishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When David and his ex split up, Mama would come over and pick the kids up from school because David was still at work and she would fix supper. Mama is, is grandma? Mama's grandma, David's mom. Okay. I was like, you guys are Southern. I got to pick this up. Okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Mama. <laughs> Mama, Mama, Pat, Pat. Yeah, I got you. So, and Mama would fix almost like a Sunday dinner. See, they know what they want to do it. They want to feel needed and wanted. And, you know, I, I feel, I get you. I know where you are. I understand 100%. And you'd be like, wow, they needed like a sandwich. And everything would have been fine. Right. But then what happened when I came in the picture and Mama wasn't quote, quote, needed? Mm-hmm. That's resentment. Yes. Now, granted, I didn't realize that's where her attitude had came from at the time. Oh, okay. But And that's tricky when you're like, why don't you like me anymore? Well, me and Mama had a blowout. Oh, goodness. Yes. Mama would not even come on the property. It was that bad. Yeah. She would stand at the driveway. At the, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but it was funny. She would stand ridiculous. at the end of the driveway and say, hey, boys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And wouldn't come in the house. No. She would stand, you know, 100 yards down at the driveway and just holler at Oh, him. my goodness. Like she had a BFA. <laughs> she stand down the driveway. That's crazy. But you know what? Did not bother me a bit. Nope. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. okay. That's where you feel comfortable. Then that's where you should be. 
But I never realized until I got over all this stuff and started nachoing that she felt like I pushed her out. Sure. And again, validated. Right. And again, it wasn't me personally. It was what I represented. Yo, you bet. It was, you're coming here and taking the place of what she had mastered while that place was open. Mm -hmm. And then if I would tell the kids pre-nacho, of course, to do their homework or whatever, and they would get mad and tell mama, Lori's mean to us. And Oh, sure. So that just fed more into it. Right. And then she's fueled up because she thinks you're being mean to her babies who she's used to taking care of. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Evil stepmom. Right. Yep. I get it. Mm Mm-hmm. So she felt validated over there. And then you came in and, you know, you were the wife and she just felt, I'm guessing she felt just booted. Yes. And instead of discussing it with you, she just kind of caught an attitude and threw it at you. Mm-hmm. And started More overstepping like, and. Right. Making things uncomfortable. Yeah. One day I had enough. We'll just put it that way. Oh, I get it. Been there. Yeah. I understand. Sometimes you're like, that's enough. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. But I've learned so much since then. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Thankfully, we're at a better place, but I still do not discuss the stepkids with her. And that's smart because that's your boundary and that's where things are going to get itchy. So just leave it alone. Yeah, because they'll try to drag you into it. Oh, no doubt. Simple stuff. How's so-and-so doing? And if you you say, oh, they're great. And that's it. Yeah. And if you could say something as simple as, yeah, well, I heard they were struggling a little bit with whatever. Then it's, oh, Lori said, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it turns into nonsense and drama. Oh, yeah. They yeah, it's better to us. just roll with everything's great. You should give them a call and ask them how they're doing. They'd like to hear from you. Stay out of it. My response is, I don't know. You'll have to ask their dad. See? Boom. Oh, my God. My favorite answer in the whole world is, mm-hmm. I don't know. To tell you, you're going to have to talk to your dad about that. Because mm-hmm. honestly, God, I don't want to be held responsible if I'm wrong. Right. Have, I don't want to be wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong, but can I do this? Can I go here? Can I go over there? What should I do about, Ooh, you know what? I, my best suggestion is to talk to your dad about that because it's the truth. Yeah. You should talk to your dad about that. I'm not in charge of you, so I can't tell you what you should be doing. You need to call your dad Mm -hmm. and it's a mess if you don't. Well, and you had posted on one of the questions I asked that your husband's a city fireman. Yes. So you're home with this stepson. Correct. Dad's at work. Right. And we hear it, and I'm sure you see it in the stepmom groups. I can't nacho. The dad's mm-hmm. not home. Yep. Yes, you can. Keep that kid fed and safe. That's all you have to do. That's all you're responsible for. Like a pet. Like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's really funny. I never even thought about that. I'm blessed because he's old enough to entertain himself. He's 16. He has a driving permit. He's entertaining himself okay and that door shut. Right. Right. He's right. But And I did say I don't want no little girlfriends and stuff over here when dad's not home with the door closed. I'm not being responsible for anything that goes down here when dad's not here to facilitate an interruption. Because I won't do it. So he knows I won't do it. And he knows I don't discipline. He knows I don't get, nope. Why? And I've learned that from the group. The target becomes about me. Yes. Rather than the discipline. Well, that's me because, well, wait a minute. You asked my opinion. Here, here it is. You disagree and now I'm me. So who wins? Nobody. Right. I, right. Say, I, I will back you up with anything you decide to do. It's up to you. Okay. So you're at home with little Johnny. Dad's right. at work. Yep. Girlfriend comes over. 
That hasn't happened yet, thank God. Good. But I don't know. Honest to goodness, I don't know what would even happen because I feel like the the agreed upon rule, which I asked, would this is this going to work? Because you know I'm not comfortable with breaking up something going on in the house, and and I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. That's your job. Mm-hmm. He did agree, but it's happened before where he would agree with me about something and he backpedals off it later on. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'll just let that roll, or no, I didn't mean it like that, or you know, whatever the situation is. So that little Johnny isn't upset in the back room. Right. So, yeah. They'll I mean, tell you what I, you want to hear. I don't know what I would do. I honestly, I don't have no idea. Mm-mm, no clue. Well, I asked that because I remember a post. It's been a while now. The lady said that the stepson would keep the little girlfriend up in the room and shut the door. Mm-hmm. So she would bust in the room. <laughs> <laughs> this is the step I'm busting the room? Yes. This and tell the little girl she had to go. That would cause a huge problem here. Yes. Huge problem for me. But then you hear, well, that's my house. And I get that too. And this is my house. It's both of our house. We bought this house together. Right. But even if you didn't buy that house together, even if it's your husband. still your house. You still live there. You're still married to that man. I get where they're at. Right. But it's his house, too. For sure. And he has just as much of a right to say what his kid should be doing, if not more, than what you say. That's his child. He wants to let his kid act a fool in there. Then what are you supposed to do? Right. Exactly. And it's exhausting to try to keep up with what the right thing, quote, quote, is to do. I don't know. There's no manual. No, there's not. I just stick with, man, I don't know. You better talk to your father. I don't know. <laughs> you better talk to your daddy. All the time. My redirect is... And my favorite thing to say besides that is, man, that's unfortunate. I say that about so many things, so many people all day long. And it's not condescending. It's true. It's unfortunate, but I'm not getting involved. That's what that means to me. Man, that's unfortunate. It's just a really nice way to say, oh, that sucks. You know, but that sounds so negative. Man, that's unfortunate. And then just stop. Oh, y'all going to hear me say that a lot now. It works great because if there's, you know, complaints coming to me from my stepson about my husband, I'm not getting involved in that. Oh, no. So I can get repeated and then I'm no, absolutely not. Uh Learn that lesson. Nope, man, that's unfortunate. You better go ask your dad about that. Oh, absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. Yes. Because if not, it'll be, well, stepmom said she agrees with me. Yeah. Oh, really? And then it's about me and him rather than about the actual issue. Yes. Yes. I refuse to participate. Absolutely not. I'm not involved. Nope. That's unfortunate. What? People look at me like, what are you talking about? And then I just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm responding to you. I care about what you said, but I'm not getting involved. Yeah. I've said this before. It was like a 2020 show. And this guy was interviewing this lady that supposedly kills her husband. And he said, most people would have remorse about killing their child's father or whatever. And she said, okay. And that was it. And that was it. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Period. (laughs) There's no but. However, it's just, I understand. Yeah. I said, oh, that's going to be me. I'm going to be like, okay. Cold. But not on purpose. Just factual. Well, because there's no need to argue it. Why? Why? Exactly that. I'm not arguing with anybody about anything. Sky is purple. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I'm out. My peace means too much to me. I, I refuse. I don't get involved. Yes. My peace is expensive, and I refuse to spend money. And that is one thing that I have learned by nachoing. And that's why mm-hmm. I, I always say I nacho anything that causes me stress. I will nacho Walmart. I'll nacho the line at the gas station. 
I'm, I'm yes. not. I'm not going to sit like, in line. Not, yeah. Nope, I'm good. I'll go another day. Swear. Same. And I'm not one to wait an hour to eat somewhere. Oh, no. God, no. I can't. I'll be crappy. So, you yeah. Know. So if we go in somewhere and they say, oh, it's an hour wait, David you know, knows like, we know. headed right back out the door. Yep. Forget it. That's okay. We'll try another day. No yep. big deal. Here we come, Mickey D's. <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. It means if you don't have the hour and you don't want to wait the hour, there's no sense being irritated with the hour because you chose to wait the hour. Right. It's a truth. So, you know. Yep. I read something the other day, too, that said, if you make a choice twice, you've made a decision. And that's true, too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. all these insightful little quotes I'm following Right? Upon. I need to make little, little, little pamphlets and write this stuff in it for my kids. Like, here, there you go. There you go. Yeah. That'd be nice. Just write this stuff down. Because think about it. If I could have comprehended at 13 years old, the don't do something once you're not willing to do the rest of your life. Sure. My life would have been dramatically different. Yeah. No doubt about that. I would have tolerated a lot less from a lot less people. And I know people are saying, oh, what did she do when she was 13? It can be as simple as arguing with my mom. You bet. You bet. It's just, oh, I just wish that we could instill this stuff in our kids' brains. Right. And I think that's why we care so hard. Yeah. And I use that expression, care so hard, because it's hard to care as much as you do sometimes because you want more for your kid than you had for yourself, than you, the support you had. And it's heavy. You care so hard that you send yourself into a spin. Yeah. And the same thing with the state kids. Exactly. You do care. It's not that you, you know, and I know people who genuinely do not like their stepchildren. I mean, I know a lot of them, mm-hmm. but I think if you, if you have the feelings that you really dislike them, then you care on some level because you cared enough to dislike them. Right. And everybody knows that there was a point that I did not like my stepkids at all. And yeah. they did, they did not mm-hmm. like me. Right. But I did care about them. I was right. able to not like them and care about them. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's two totally different things. You're like, you're a child. I'm an adult. I don't expect you to act like a small adult. It doesn't make sense. You're a child. You're going to act like a child. It's mm-hmm. really that simple. But yeah, at the same time, you're like, dang, why don't you like me? <laughs> we take it so personal. <laughs> I know. I know I do. I'm like, man, what did I do? What could I possibly have done? Is your chicken dry? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you like me? I just told you to do your homework and brush your teeth and clean up your room. And you've never been told those things in the same day before. <laughs> Ever, forever. Yeah. Right. But you know what, man? Oh my goodness gracious. I'm years of this in and all the research I've done and all the different books I've read about step parenting. And because I want to just find information. Like, okay, opinions are great. I'll listen to everybody's opinion, but I want to know what's what's proven, what's worked, what's really worked for people. Show me some backup. Yeah. And it's it's a lot because it's everybody's got a different tactic. You know, either they want you to helicopter and be their best buddy. Or are they, you know, suggesting just walk away when things get heavy or disassociate with regard to this situation? I'm like, gosh, this is a lot. This is overwhelming me. And this is getting to be more overwhelming than the actual issues. I need to back up and just pick one method and stick with it because there's a lot going on here. Yes. There's a lot. And it's a lot of expectations that are unclear, Mm -hmm. a lot of boundaries that are unclear. You know, I'm good to take you here, here, and here. But heaven forbid I ask you to bring up the trash can. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm so, good to tote your little happy butt to McDonald's four times a week. But when I ask you to take right. the trash out, then it, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So I just don't do either one. Yeah. 
Because if I'm playing taxi cab, now I feel like I have a check mark in my box. Well, you owe me a favor. Well, why? I chose to take them. So I just don't do either one. I'm like, I'm not going to ask you to do anything and I'm not going to do anything extra. Right. And that's the same thing with giving gifts. Do not give anybody, not just your stepkids, but anybody a gift if you are going to expect anything, even a thank you. And I think a thank you is a huge thing in terms of gift giving. But if you go into a a situation expecting someone else's behavior to be what you want it to be, you're going to likely be disappointed because that's not, they're not who you are. Right. I would have said, thank you. Well, guess what? They don't do that. So you knew better and you did it anyway. And now you're mad. Right. And they're not you. Right. And they're not your kid and they weren't raised like your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember in the eighties, I'm going to age myself quick, but in the eighties, you ate what was on your plate. (laughs) Yep. Right. Okay. I think we got to be similar in age here, probably a couple of years in between, but you ate what mom cooked for you. Mom cooked you a burnt grilled cheese. You didn't say anything about that burnt grilled cheese. You ate it because mom made it and you ate it. Mm -hmm. And you didn't say anything because she had put the fear of God in you. Oh my goodness. On God. That is exactly how it was in our house. Old school. Mom gave you this. You better sit your fanny down and eat that because food's not free. And we got told that all the time. Food is not free. We work hard. We have a nice house because things aren't free. Sit down and appreciate what you have. Now it's like, I don't know. I got this going on here and I'm not going to be able to eat that. So what else you got? I'm sorry. What? Yeah. The disrespect all around. I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place, but the disrespect, the kids, I think today, mine, mine, daughter included, the kids I have for therapy kids, the kids I see every day, the disrespect and the boundaries that are lacking are blow my mind. I would have no teeth and I'm not all about hitting your kids at all. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, I would have no teeth in my mouth if I talked to my parents and these kids talk to their parents. It blows my mind. Honey, I know. It blows my mind. But you know what? Oh, my goodness. Think about this with me for a second, because I really think that a lot of it is because there's so many step families now. Yeah. And the parents don't want to buck up to the kid because they're afraid that they'll go live with the other parent. Absolutely agree with you. That's exactly how it is here. My husband's actually told my stepson that. I've heard him say to him, I don't do this, this, and this, you know, ask you to do this, have you pick up that, blah, blah, because I'm afraid you're going to pack up and go back and live with your mom. He's told him that. I'm like, oh my God, why would you say such a thing? You literally just handed him the weight. Why would you do that? Yeah, don't tell him. I'm all about be honest, but Lord. What are you doing? But you know what? That's how he's going to do what he's going to do. So I need to just mind my business and stay out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard. It's it really, it is. Really, really hard. It, it is hard. But you know what? If you focus, like you said, I love your hula hoop analogy. The hula hoop's the best. I love that. And I got that from my therapist I used to see years ago. And I'm like, man, that's great. Stay it in your is. hula hoop. Stay in your hula hoop. And inside your hula hoop is your kid. Yep. Exactly. And inside your hula hoop is your relationship with your significant other. And your relationship with yourself. Yes. You're in charge of your emotions. You're in charge and you're responsible for your emotions, your reactions, your words. Mm -hmm. Your hula hoop holds a lot, even though it's a small space. It does. Yep. It really does. Now I'm going to be thinking about hula hoops. All day. I think about, I'm like, man, I think my hula hoop needs to be bigger today. No, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't expand that hula hoop. No, don't be a hypocrite on the hula hoop. There's a reason hula hoops are a certain size. They don't work you if bet. they're too big. 
Exactly. Oh, that's good. I'm taking that away. I'm take gonna, it, girl. Take it. That's going to be a, re- a reference. There's a reason the hula hoop is only this big. If it's too big, it won't work. Oh, perfect. Yep. That's great. That's great. It'll be yeah, all no. flopping around, hitting the ground. <laughs> You're not going to be able to control it if it's too big. Yes. Yep. You have to control your own hula hoop. Yep. Do you think you have guilty parent syndrome? I hate to say no, I definitely don't. I think on some regards I do. But it's easy to say it about other people. And reflecting on yourself is really hard. I know. You know what I mean? I don't know that mine is guilty. I think mine is a little bit different than that. I think sometimes I helicopter, you know? I mean, sometimes I just do for her things she should be doing for herself because it's faster. Uh-huh. Like, oh my gosh, I got to you know, kids with executive dysfunction, they, they can't follow a couple of directions without forgetting the ones in the middle. It's tricky. And sometimes I feel like I let her use that as a crutch. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, she's got all this. And I'm like, man, but she's 12. And so I feel like I have good birdie, bad birdie telling me, you know what to do with the situation, but this is what's really going on. But know? she's only 12 and she has ADD and right. her, her daddy doesn't have anything right. to do with her. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I do feel like I let her slide on some stuff. Like, She's pulling the bed together, for example, and she'll have a tricky time crawling across and pulling up the one corner and she gets all upset. So I tell her, just make the bed to the best of your ability. It does not have to have, you know, a quarter hanging off of it. But then she kind of does it sloppy now, say anything. She does it sloppy because she knows she'll get away with it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like she's smart enough to say, well, this is good enough, even though I can do better with a lot of things. Yeah. So I don't give her a pass for responsibilities. I think I give her a pass for quality. Yes. Makes yep. sense. Oh, it makes perfect like, sense. It's a good enough situation. A lot. Not all the time. A lot, though. Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't mean that when she gets older and gets a job, everything's going to be just good enough. Oh, yeah. I don't think that at all. I think, you know, and I've thought that. Oh, my God, what happens if she ends up being the one, you know, the oh, well, the oh, well situation as an adult. Like, no, that doesn't. Because she makes the bed sloppy at 12 does not mean she's going to be in prison. So just stop. Mm-hmm. Quit spiraling because I'll spiral. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. I had my room when I was a teenager. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I can't believe my parents let me live like I did. I know. My mom would just shut the door. My mom and my own mama nachoed me. <laughs> now that's funny. See, I had a, uh, my parents were divorced when I was 10. So I had a room at my dad's and I just did whatever I wanted to do in there. But my mom was very particular about our bedrooms. So I think part of that is why I pick up after my daughter as much as I do, because I remember getting barked at so much, pick it up, pick it up, put it up, pull this together. Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to do that to her because it still annoys me. You know, 30 plus years later, I'm still annoyed by that, mm-hmm. that she barked at me so much about it. So I feel like I, that's why I straighten up so much, even just the house in general. But at my dad's, the expectations were completely different. So I just let it all roll. Yeah. So it was weird having two different houses and two different sets of rules and two different sets of expectations is tricky for anybody. But then you're rolling into a step parent situation and you're like, well, now I got my dad's rules and I got this lady's rules to contend with or vice versa. Right. Now, did you have a stepmom or stepdad? You know, I never had a stepmom. My dad dated and never married again, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, But I did have a stepdad who, (laughs) this is a funny story. My mom met some man on the internet from Egypt, believe it or not. And she, I'm so glad we're not saying my name on this because she would kill me. And he was only like five years older than me. <laughs> so I was like, mom, listen, what are you doing? 
She married this man. He came over from Egypt. They were married almost, they were married just over 10 years. He robbed her and moved out. <gasps> oh yeah. Took all her retirement money, was siphoning money from their bank accounts into different foreign accounts, whole nine yards. It, it was a whole unsolved mysteries, the whole thing. But they were together 10 years? 10 years. And that, and then we figured it out so he could get his green card and, you know, uh. be, I don't know exactly how it went because you know, I don't just stay out of it. So I was like, I told you so, dummy. He don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> like, something about this is very wrong. He's my age. The funny thing is, and it's not funny, but my mom had lost a baby. She was only a handful of months along oh. four or five years before me. I said, you do realize that man is old enough. He could be your child. Yeah. This is around the same time you lost a baby and the baby was a boy. Like this could be your kid, not in real life, but like ages match up. Right. This is crazy. What are you thinking? There's something not right here. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I told you. When you said that she had met him on the internet and he was from Egypt, I was thinking you were going to tell me she got scammed. And then you said, oh, they got married and whatever. Oh, yeah. And then you they hit the scam married. part. Yep. And that sounds terrible. You're like, you automatically are so negative. You know what I mean? Not you, me, everybody. Like, oh, man, somebody, that's got to be bad. Because it happens so often. It does know? happen. And, a friend of mine, and, it happened to her mother. It just, she got taken for a financial dump and it went terribly wrong for her is she okay now yes thank god everything's majorly okay now but it still burns her you know that she got scammed so badly and she was in love with this man and i'm like man mom something's really wrong here but we never had he and i never had a significant relationship because honest to god i knew the man was not doing right i knew something was off the whole time i just knew it i didn't want to be right at all right yeah it was awful yeah, anybody out there doing... No, I met David on the internet. Yeah, and I met my husband on the internet, too. It's so <laughs> funny. I feel like such a hypocrite. <laughs> I know, because I was getting ready to say, be careful. You never know. But I mean, right. It's true. You have to be careful. Yeah. I, like I said, a friend of mine's mom, same thing happened. She met this guy on the internet. He needed her to send money for such and such, and the next thing, oh, such Lord. and such. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, she, ain't got no, she doesn't have any money. Right, because she sent it all away. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's a shame. Is she all right now? Her daughter now takes care of her money. Well, that's smart. But, you know, that's think funny. about it. Older people are so susceptible to that because they want somebody to love them. That's exactly what it is. She was so lonely and just defeated. And here comes this young man, you know. Yeah. And she thought it was the greatest thing. Like, oh, look what I pulled off. I'm like, Mom. Something's not right here. And she just thought she was the cat's butt, you know, like, oh, my goodness, I married this young guy. And she kept calling her. What's the word with the older, the cougar? The cougar. <laughs> she kept <calling laughs> a cougar. I said, listen, something is really wrong here. And they were married a long time. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. And I don't want to be like, see, mom told you because so my mother. No, no don't do that. But she want you know, she really wanted to know. She's like, professionally tell me. I'm like, I told you so. You know, <laughs> this is not smart. Quit doing stupid things. Yeah. It just turned into a mess. Poor thing. I know. And she's still, and that was a long time ago. That was goodness. My daughter's 12. So he was probably she was probably four when they separated, when they divorced. I was surprised he stayed as long as he did, though. That's see, and I said the same thing. And I think it was something to do with the nationality. I don't know. Maybe they Honestly, had to be together 10 years or something. Yeah. Nothing. I just stay out of it as much as possible. You know, I'm like, this is a mess. 
But my brother, on the other hand, he was right in it. Like, uh, man, was he? Get yourself into a grave early if you don't calm down because there's nothing we can do about it now. He's gone. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I met my husband on the internet too. That's so funny. But I wouldn't give him my phone number for like at least a month. I was like, no, uh-uh. you could be totally crazy. I watch way too much cold case files. Absolutely yeah. not. You know, uh-uh. <laughs> Do no you, way. Did you, do you, st- well, I still feel weird telling people I met David on the internet. Me too. Cause I feel like people are going to be like, oh God, it's so, more, it's so acceptable now. I think it's, we you know there's the progress has been made that that's a place where you can buy sneakers and look for a husband and you know, whatever. <laughs> but I think it's more acceptable, but it's still mildly strange to me. Yes. Yes. Because of the generation I grew up in, you know, was yeah. like, you don't, you don't meet people on the computer. That's just not safe. Yeah, that's weird. It, it, <laughs> it is weird. And we made we met on Tinder on a dating site. Oh, we met on plenty of fish. See, okay, good. That makes me feel so much better. Like, yeah, there's two of us. And then my sister and my friends are like, listen, that's the hookup site. I'm like, what? After like a month of talking to this man, I'm like, oh my God, it is? I talked to him about it. He was like, oh, apparently I'm old too. I didn't know that about that. Like, Thank God. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my God, this guy's playing a real card on me. He's just trying to hook up. No, he ended up being real nice. <laughs> Thank God. Well, it's funny. Some people at work were trying to get me to do it. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Well, my son was going to his dad's for a month in June, month in July, and a month in August. It was oh, wow. like the first summer that I wasn't going to have him for those weeks. And they're like, if nothing else, it'll give you something to do those weeks. Sure. Sure. And I'm true. like, no, that's weird. I don't want to be in food line and somebody go, hey, I saw your picture on Plenty yes. of Fish. Yes. <laughs> and that did happen to me, too. But people I knew that I that were single, too, like, oh, girl, I saw you on Tinder. I'm like, don't, uh, absolutely not. Don't talk to me about Tinder. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's strange. You feel like kind of weird. Like, yeah. you know, somebody in person, you got to be on the internet. Yeah, like I'm a billboard out there posting myself. Yes. And then writing that profile is weird. Yeah, so the people at work started trying to take pictures of me. And they said, we're going to do it if you don't. So I was like, fine, I'll do it. And I met David, like the, well, you know, online met him. Mm -hmm. I think it was like day two that I was on there. Yeah, and it was funny because we still joke about this. I think I met him, it was probably a month later. And I called my dad and told him, that I was going with this guy, what his name was, where he lived, like any information I had. To keep you safe in case you didn't come back. Yeah, in case I didn't, I didn't come back where he'd know where to look. Yeah. And then I made David meet me at a friend of mine's house. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yep. And of course, he was on the motorcycle. And I was like, I'm not riding the motorcycle because, you know, you're going to take me off in the woods and kill me. Yeah, exactly. Unsolved Mysteries, Robert Stack stuff. I hear you. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Not doing that. Then my friend and her daughter just were just kind of sitting there staring at us. And I felt like we were on display and I was like, let's go ride. <laughs> <laughs> I had a meet. We decided I didn't have it. We decided together to meet at a public place, like restaurant bar kind of place. And I always drove myself for quite a while. I was like, no, 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 no. Just be safe. It, what does it hurt? Yeah. You know, just to be safe. Nothing. It, it doesn't hurt anything. Right. So that mean, and I'm thinking to myself, and I remember thinking this, in the event somebody's uncomfortable with that, then that's a flag. Yes. You know, so I just, and I did that for a long time, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I was telling another friend of mine about it on the way out there. I called her and I said, girl, you're not going to believe what I'm doing. 
And she, <laughs> she said, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. This is so not your norm. You know, this is out of yeah. your shell for you. I'm like, I know. And if I die, you remember this. <laughs> he murders me, whacks my mustache for my funeral. That's I remember telling my mother that. Oh, my God, what are you doing? It was funny. Oh, I love that. I mean, really, though, keep it real. Wax my mustache, please. Yeah. Well, you know, David had told me that he used to be a cop and all this stuff. And for some reason, that gave me a little comfort. But then I remember on the way to meet him, I'm thinking, cops are crazy, too. Well, what if he's lying? Yeah. Or what if he's lying? (laughs) Anything you want on the Internet. Yes. Yes, that is true. We call them cowboy. What does he say? Keyboard cowboys. Yeah. (laughs) What? People being whatever they want to be on the Internet, you know? Yes. So it's just. My neighbor, when the neighborhood Jackson and I lived in before me and David met and got married, my neighbor across the street was talking to somebody on the internet that he thought was a 16-year-old girl, and it was the cops. No. Yes. Oh, is he a grown man? Yes. Oh, he got in big trouble. Yes. That's a big no-no. Well, and what's funny is I remember one night there was this guy parked at the end of my driveway and it was pouring down rain and I saw him walk to the side of their house. Oh, well, it it was probably a cop. Probably. Yeah. But of course I called the cops. Yeah. Somebody (laughs) in my driveway. I'm like, there's this shady dude at the end of my driveway, blocking my driveway and checking out my neighbor's house. But yeah. Strange. No doubt. I would definitely make that call too. Yeah, so there should be a checklist or something that we come up with to help people that are dating on the internet. I think so, too. Definitely let people know where you are, who mm-hmm. you're meeting, send a screenshot of their profile so they know what the person looked like that you're meeting up with. Yes, meet in you a know? public place. Yep, absolutely. Drive your own car. Yep. Have, have your own transportation. Mm-hmm. Have them text you every 15 minutes. What I actually did was I told a friend of mine, I'm going to have you send me a text or call me. What did I do? I can't remember. One of the two. I think it was a text and tell me there's an emergency and I'm going to go jet off to the bathroom real quick and call you and tell you if I'm safe. And because it was weird, you know, like, yeah. And she called just like I asked her to. And I went in the bathroom and I just said, you know, and I totally lied. I said, Hey, she's just making sure. Or I said, um, I didn't say she was making sure. I said, she's having to argue with her husband, but she probably was but um, <laughs> making sure, you know, she just wanted to check in and say hi. Cause she needed to vent for a second. And, and really it was me getting, getting a check-in call saying, Hey, you cool? Everything. All right. Can you talk or do you need to talk in code or where are you at? Are you safe? Whatever. Yeah. Eventually, of course I told them the truth that she was calling to make sure I was okay. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's smart. You know, you, you have to pedal knowing where you're going, you know? Well, and now you can share your location with people. Which is so awesome. I love that feature. Yes. That's really nice. So protect yourself, people. No doubt. Be careful. Yes. Be careful. Well, Stepmom in Pennsylvania, it has been so great having you as a guest on our podcast. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it a whole whole lot. Well, you are more than welcome to come back at any time and let us know how things are going. But I do have one question. Sure. How is the relationship between you and stepson? Do y'all get along pretty good? Most of the time. When I step outside of my hula hoop, it causes issues. So I'm still learning my own lesson. There you I'm go. still learning to practice what I preach all the time. And it's very difficult because if he's having an issue with something, girls, school, whatever, I want to help. Right. 
But in any event, my advice is not taken as I intended it to be delivered. Then I become the bullseye. Yeah. So I've learned to just redirect while still being kind and giving him grace and letting his dad handle the situation. Very, very smart. So I'm, I'm trying. It's not always successful. It's really not. But when you start seeing me post images of people with hula hoops, you'll know why. Yep. It works. I swear to you, it does. It works. I love that. It's really, the analogy is like, wow, that is so simple. But holy cow, is that giving me control over what I actually have control over? And that's it. Yeah. Well, and not just that, but I don't like people invading my space. Oh, goodness, me neither. So again, the hula hoop. Yep. Don't come in my hula hoop. (laughs) Exactly. This is where I live. This is what I'm in control of. And that's it. Mm -hmm. You are going to be the hula hoop lady. (laughs) The hula hoop lady. I love that analogy. That's my favorite. Well, thank you again for being a guest. My pleasure. Thank you. And stay in touch. Seriously. Absolutely. Will do. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Lori. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The hula hoop lady really got me thinking, David. (laughs) Is that her name now? Yeah. I told her I was going to refer to her as the hula hoop lady. Okay. Especially when she said one of her favorite phrases is, man, that's unfortunate. (laughs) That is a good one to use. Yeah. It's almost like the lady on 2020. And I mentioned this, you know, several times that when John Quinones or whatever his name is says, most people would feel bad for murdering their child's parent. And she's like, okay, (laughs) I love it. Y'all, that was like, she should have won the lottery for that or something. That's perfect. If somebody says something and you don't agree with them, you don't have to have a discussion with them. You don't have to explain yourself. Acknowledge you heard them by saying simply, okay. I can't tell you how many times my response to my ex's four-page email, like me a new one, was simply okay. <laughs> it used to make her so mad. Yeah, about like my ex responding to me with whatever, Lori. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Y'all want to talk about pushing a button? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Don't ever say whatever, Lori, to me. If you don't like me, that's fine. But don't you dare say whatever, Lori, to me, because it is hard for me to nacho that. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I've done it before just to see. Yeah. And then he has the kids do it. (laughs) And my son. (laughs) Whatever, Lori. Move on. See? See? I know who I am. You don't have to say my name. (laughs) Don't say my name. Okay. For everybody out there, it seems like a lot of people are meeting on online dating sites. Please be careful. You could end up meeting somebody like David. <laughs> no, he didn't. How unfortunate. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> Ask them, say, are you planning to kill me? Because they'll tell you the truth. <laughs> but, and like we talk about with this lady and I, is, you know, you can have a friend text you. If you mm-hmm. know that he's you're meeting him, don't have him pick you up. No, he don't need to know where you live. Meet him at a public place at a restaurant. If you're meeting him at 6 o'clock, have your friend text you at 6.15, 6.20 and say, everything okay? Or you can even have them call you. In fact, I saw something on Shark Tank that I forget the name of it. Oh, goodness. It was on not too long ago. But this is service that you can program it to call your phone or text you certain messages. And when it calls you, 
It even says things like, hey, I just wanted to make sure everything was okay or um, there's an emergency. I forget what all it was. Flash, maybe? It started with an F, I think. Anyway, be smart, people. Be smart because there's some crazy <laughs> folk out there. Mm-hmm. All right. I've done enough rambling. I think so, too. <gasps> <laughs> All right, folks, that is our show for today. Thanks for listening. Join us next week if I survive this week. (laughs) And remember that life is good. When you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.